When I was a teenager, I read any and every book about love, godly relationships, and singleness that I could get my hands on. So today my bookshelf is lined with books such as A Lady in Waiting, Before You Meet Prince Charming, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, Boy Meets Girl, um, there's also Christian Cosmo, Boy Crazy, and Unashamed. So, some of these books I have agreed with more than others, but I've always liked learning more and more about what godly relationships should look like. So, when I found out that Kristen Clark and Bethany Bard of Girl Defined Ministries were writing a new book called Love Defined, I was very interested to see what they would say in it. I often find myself agreeing with about 85% of what they post on their blog, so I was very curious to see what I thought about their new book on love. Kristen and Bethany announced that they were looking for girls to be on their launch team, and so I quickly applied. They chose me to be on the launch team, and so I received a free copy of their book in exchange for this honest review. And that's what this is going to be, an honest review of Love Defined. Alright, so the subtitle of Love Defined is Embracing God's Vision for Lasting Love and Satisfying Relationships. Sounds great, right? When I received my copy of this book, I flipped open to the table of contents to see what exactly this book is about. And I saw that this book is divided into five parts. Alright, so the first part was about, it was called Happily Ever Disaster. And it was about how our culture handles love and relationships. The second part was called Bringing Back True Love. And this was learning about God's design for love and relationships. The third part was single and ready to mingle, and this part was all about how to thrive while being single. The fourth part was working through the nitty gritty, and this was this contained topics such as how to be friends with guys, qualities to look for in a future husband, red flags to look out for in a relationship, and how to know if you should marry the guy you're with, stuff like that. The fifth part was called Living Well on This Side of the Altar, and it was about marriage, and it also had some various advice from lots of different married women that Kristen and Bethany knew. Alright, so what I liked about Love Defined. Alright, so I liked the chapter called Five Strategies for Thriving as a Single Girl. I really liked all of the tips that Bethany offered in that chapter, and I thought they were really wise, and they kind of reminded me of things I've actually recommended my blog readers to do as well. Additionally, I liked the chapter called 10 Red Flags to Look Out For in a Relationship. I thought the list of red flags was very comprehensive and helpful. I also liked the chapter called, How Do I Know If He's the One? I think I have heard Kristen's perspective on this somewhere else before, but I really liked how she explained it. I thought she put it in like really good words and she kind of like contrasted like two wrong ways about going about answering this question and then answered with like the right way for answering it, which I thought that was really cool. I also liked the chapter that contained thoughts from other married women. They interviewed various married women and asked them what their first year of marriage was like and what they wish they had known or done before getting married. And that chapter was very insightful and I really liked it a lot. As a whole though, I don't think I liked Love Defined very much. One chapter was called God's Timeless Method for Lasting Relationships. In this chapter, they quoted probably about five verses. Five. And only one time when they quoted a verse did they actually explain the context around that verse. 
It kind of reminded me of when you write an argumentative research paper for an English class and have a really good paragraph, but then realize you don't have any quotes from your sources to back you up. So you have to look back through your sources and find a quote that supports your opinion. That's what this chapter seemed like to me. Instead of God's five-step method for relationships, this, is, this was Kristen and Bethany's five-step method with a few verses here and there to support their beliefs. The five steps for a lasting relationship outlined in this chapter do seem very wise to me, but I wish they hadn't presented it as God's timeless method for lasting relationships. You see, if I had read this book back when I was 15 and was obsessed with relationship books, I would have written down the five steps in my journal, determined to follow the steps to the T so I could be insured of a lasting relationship. I would have become very legalistic about it, and I know this because I did that after reading a few different books about relationships back then. Unfortunately, I took those books' advice as law rather than suggestions, and I know I would have done this with Love Defined as well. So if you read this book, don't be like how I was. Don't read that chapter and expect to have it as a five-step method of a lasting relationship straight from God. Read it with the knowledge that it isn't God's timeless method, but rather the author's personal perspective. I think it'll be much more beneficial to you to take it as their personal wisdom rather than scriptural fact. Another thing that frustrated me about this book is that they regularly, regularly took verses out of context. They did this all the time. For example, they have a chapter about why we as Christians shouldn't marry non-Christians. And yes, I agree with that. It is entirely unwise to marry an unbeliever for several different reasons. However, in this chapter, they quoted a couple of verses out of context to support their opinion. One of these was 2 Corinthians 6.14 which says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? And then after they quoted that verse, they go on to explain what it means to be unequally yoked with someone. And then they proceeded in the rest of their chapter to present more points about why it's unwise to marry an unbeliever. However, I looked up this verse in my Bible and read the passages surrounding it. This verse has nothing to do with Christians marrying non-Christians. Instead, it has everything to do with Christians separating themselves from the pagan culture around them. I encourage you to go read 2 Corinthians 5:11 through 7:1 to see the full context of this verse. This passage is talking about how servants of God have to live a different lifestyle and say no to sin. It discusses Christians being set apart from the world around them to honor God in every area of their lives, not just marriage. And yes, as Christians, we can apply this passage to how we shouldn't yoke ourselves with unbelievers in marriage or in dating. However, I think it's way more powerful to look at the actual context and be like, well, this could also be applied to our TV choices or what we watch on YouTube and various different things, not just marriage. There were also a few other things I didn't like about this book. I often felt like I had to read between the lines to decipher decipher what Kristen and Bethany meant because it sometimes was unclear what they were trying to say. Additionally, there were a few things here and there that I just disagreed with. These things are just a matter of me having a different opinion about and aren't super big deals, but things such as if only a guy should ask a girl out, like, or if he should initiate interest in a relationship, and they say that, yes, the guy should be the one that to initiate 
a relationship, but I kind of think that if the girl doesn't show any interest, why would the guy ask her out? And they don't really talk about that. They just say the girl shouldn't show any interest and it should just be the guy pursuing the girl in all areas of the relationship, even from the beginning. And I don't agree with that, but that's not a big deal. There are also some contradictions I found in the book, um, things that they were saying that didn't line up. Like sometimes they said that the goal of life was to bring glory to God, which is true. But other times they made it seem like marriage was the end goal in life a destination to arrive at the mountain peak of life, so to speak. Love to Find is definitely not one of my favorite books that I've read about singleness and dating. I think how they push their opinions and beliefs as God's way for relationships is harmful. Additionally, I didn't like how they consistently took verses out of context to support their opinions. I think that misquoting scripture can be very harmful. I did like how this book challenged my beliefs, though. I liked how it forced me to solidify what I thought about certain topics, especially when I found myself feeling as if I disagreed with them, but I couldn't find myself being able to explain why. By reading this book, I was able to solidify my beliefs on various different things and my thoughts, and I learned how to be able to explain why I disagreed with them. I often called my best friend and talked to her about what I was reading this book, being like, this part frustrates me, this is what it says, and then we kind of like worked out why I disagreed with it. So I really liked that part of the book. Okay, so I would recommend Love to Find to You if you can think critically and are willing to open up your Bible and fact check Bethany and Kristen whenever they quote scripture. In fact, I think that they would want you to double check what they're saying against the Bible. They constantly talk about on their blog how we can't take people's opinions as face value, but instead we have to go back to God's word to see what he says about things. However, it makes me really sad that the need for that is so great with Love Defined since Bethany and Kristen took verses out of context so much. I'd recommend this book to you if you are willing to say to take what they say worth um worth with with a green assault. Yeah, with a green assault instead of just accepting all that Bethany and Kristen say at face value. And as far as the target demographic or whatever for this book goes, they talk a lot about dating with the intention of marriage. So if you're at a place in life when you could see yourself ready to get married within about four years or so, this book could offer you some really good insights. If you would like to purchase Love to Find to read it for yourself, you can do so on Amazon.com. Thank you so much for listening to my honest review of Love Defined. I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you later. Bye.